Well, guys, are we start? Are we starting? We're starting. I think we're right now, right? I don't know. Let's ask Adam. Adam, Adam. are we starting? Yes. Let's begin. Hey, hey! Welcome to Nebcast. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Ryan. And I'm Brad. And I am Adam. Holy shit, Adam! Where have you been? Working ridiculous amounts of time. Dude, we're the Triforce. The Triforce is back. We are. We're three triangles. We are. We are and a we're tripod. Now, the, now we are one. It has been a long time since we've done a, a three-way between us. Don't say three-way. Bag <laughs> smart food. Oh, no, thank you. I'm good. Okay. This episode of podcast is Nebcast is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn, White Cheddar. Get some. Mountain Dew, throwback. Yahoo! You, you throw it like a football and drink yeah. it. Brad has been sponsored by Arizona Sweet Tea. <laughs> Sweet. It's real brewed. Mm. So, um, today is a, an exciting day. We mentioned this in a two or three podcasts ago. How that we never sat down and did our top ten video games of all time. And we are sitting down now and... Uh, doing that because we love video games and we kind of long time ago we all worked in a game store for like four years yeah, yeah. Two, different, two different game stores two different companies two different you know, stores I remember having a lot of fun about the, my most vivid memory of this and is uh, our last day there because you got so mad at the corporate which one game GameStop, GameStop. and uh, <laughs> at GameStop because you were so mad because I don't even do you remember what they made you do I don't remember well I was supposed to take over the store Mm-hmm. Okay, so what happened is I turned into basically an area manager uh-huh. where I was like walking around from different different stores and like doing things for other people, but not getting paid for it. Mm-hmm. And then Matt, they fired Matt mm-hmm. Spear, and then they then they were gonna come and have me take over his store and do his job. And Matt called me and was like, "They just fired me. I think you should quit." And I was leaving for New York in like a month, anyways. And I was like, "Yeah, fuck it, I'll quit." <laughs> well, yeah, you know, because I remember I came into work that day and you were sitting on the bench outside the store. I'm like, "What are you doing?" You're like, eh, "I don't care. I'm not. I quit." Yeah. I'm like, "Really?" <laughs> I don't know if we should broadcast this over. Yeah, whatever. Dude. Uh, remember when uh, we wanted all these games? You're like, "Oh yeah, just put that game you want in like uh, Metal Gear Solid VR missions that was like three ninety nine. So I got. I don't even remember what games, but, like, new games. It was games. pretty ridiculous. I oh, yeah. And then, when we went to Game Crazy, the story we went to, the inventory was so messed up. That, that we would... Look, that wasn't my fault. No, that was your fault. It was messed up before then, because we tried to fix it, but it'd say we had, like, 10 Mario 64s, and we had two of them. But then other games, we'd have so many of them, way more, we'd have more than it said we had, so we just took them. Yeah, I found yeah. out later, actually, that uh, that the two kids that were there... Um, Ray and Adam. Ray and Adam. They were Adam stealing. Smith too. Yeah. They are stealing shit. Really? Like, yeah. all the time. Yeah, I think Ray admitted it to me over the phone. He's like, yeah, I stole a whole bunch of times. So I was like, well, that's a really nice of a thing to, for you to do to Adam. <laughs> yeah. Make so. his life like living hell. Yeah, I remember much. that was that one inventory day. We were there until like 3 in the morning. I'll never forget that. Oh, it sucked, dude. But anyways, the, the whole point of this is... Uh, we love video games, and to this day, we still play video games. Ryan, how did you get into video games? What's your first experience My first in video experience, gaming? Um, I wanted the original Nintendo for Christmas. And my dad said, oh, no, we can't afford that. That's like $300. Actually, how much it was? Probably $300. 
So do you, why, why do you think we can afford that, right? We can't afford that. There's three of you, and who, there's not enough controllers. I'm like, ah, oh, whatever, dad. And you know, you're mad at your dad for two weeks. And Christmas rolls around, and we open up all our presents. And I was hoping beyond any hope of glimmer that my father would have bought me a Nintendo. And no, no Nintendo. And so we start playing with our toys, and my dad says, hey, guys, I think there's a present in the closet. I don't know what it's doing there. And so we go there, and we unwrap. Of course, it's the Nintendo. And <laughs> that was my first experience with video games. Adam? Mine was uh, my... I, wanted, like, I, too, wanted like the Nintendo, but I wasn't sure, like... All my friends had it, and I always never was able to get it because we were kind of poor. Um, but my, we were in Denver, staying at my uncle John's house, John Camaro, and uh, my grandma came over, and I was like, "Wow, oh, Grandma, what are you doing here? I didn't think you were gonna come up." And she's like, "Yeah, yeah, I brought a special present for you." I'm like, "Oh, okay, whatever." You know, like it was like Christmas Day, and uh, they brought over. She brought over this huge fucking box. I was like, okay, so I unwrap it and there's like a box. And then I cut it open and then I take that out and there's a Nintendo and there's the Mario Brothers game and a power pad and like all this stuff. And I was like, what? Power glove too? No power glove, the power pad, like the, you know. And I was like, what the fuck? Well, of course I didn't say that because I was a little (laughs) kid. So I was like, holy gee willikers. (laughs) And that's more random. But yeah, so my grandma got that for me. But... (laughs) It'd be more random for you to say G. Willikers than fuck when you're a little kid. <laughs> G. Willikers, Grandma. <laughs> Holy cat whiskers. Yeah. But uh, she got that, and then they took me to like Blockbuster or whatever it was at the time. I think it was Blockbuster that we went to. And they let me rent uh, Looney Tunes Castle. <laughs> you know what? That game is fucking hard. I don't know if you guys remember <laughs> that game, but that game is fucking impossible. And for a little kid, I think I was like eight. I was like, yeah, this is fun. Bugs Bunny. Dude, you died. Like, I fucking played this for 10 seconds. What the fuck? And, but I, you know, didn't say that. I said G. Willikers. G. Willikers. Yeah, yeah. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What about you, Brad? No, Brad. Uh, I actually, when I got a Nintendo, I didn't even know Nintendo existed. Like, I just opened the present and, oh, there's this video game machine. So we hooked it up and then uh, we tried to play the games and it didn't work. So... <laughs> My dad had to go return it, and then we came back, and we had like the, he forgot to put the gray, it, the first one we got had the gray zapper with it, mm-hmm. and so he returned it, but he forgot to take back the gray zapper with it, so we got a new one, and it came with the red zapper, so we had like two light guns for our <laughs> new Nintendo, and the first two games we got were Guerrilla War and Operation Wolf. Nice. <laughs> and, uh, Operation Wolf's a good one. Yeah, and of course it, it came with Mario and Duck Hunt, so you are covered for like the classic stuff. Remember but... Jackal where you're in the... <laughs> yeah. The uh, so Jeep, and you just killed the audio. Oh, it's a great game. <laughs> if you ever see Jackal, get it. Find it. Yeah. And it, it's, it's really misleading because it's on the cover. It's like Solid Snake. It's like this dude in a camo gear, <laughs> and you have to rescue people in your Jeep. Cool. It's with, awesome. Uh, with Gorilla War, I, w- uh, I was always confused because you'd play that game and you'd die, but it would let you continue continuously, like you, yeah, and where you left yeah. off. So like, there was no way to really lose the game. I so I was always baffled, like. What is the challenge? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I'm the master of this game. What you're have like, I done? You're like seven. You're like, mom. I don't understand. Watch me beat this hard. game over and over again. <laughs> I'm so great. <laughs> uh, I'm disappointed that Operation Wolf on the Wii console doesn't like use the uh, controller like a light gun. Like you still have to do classic controller style and move with the cursor that to get sucks. the cursor move around the screen. That does suck. Because it's it was built as a light gun game. I don't know why they didn't. What's your favorite light gun game? Duck Hunt, I guess. 
Duck Hunt. I say Duck Hunt or Hogan's Alley. For NES? Ooh, Hogan's Super Alley. Scope. Super Ooh, Scope. Hogan's Alley? SNES. Hogan's Alley is awesome. Was that for NES? NES. Because oh. I also had like... Like the kind of Western one. I, I get confused because I had this system called Action Max. <laughs> you had an Action Max. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> you had an Action Max. <laughs> the videotapes. Hey, wait. Polk 365. Dude, yeah. you, could, you could like type in codes and it would change the background color for everything. Oh, yeah, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. I had that. It had a little digital number dial on it. You had to get the right frequency and then put the little oh suction cups on the screen yep. to make the sensor go. I and then there's all these videotapes with like. Because it has like, uh, it's like Gumshoe Alley or something. Yeah. There's a whole remember. bunch of those. They had like a whole yeah. bunch of them. Well, my cousin had Intellivision. Ugh. And some of the games on it weren't bad. Like, I still think the skiing in it is fun. That's fun. Yeah, you Downhill turn skiing. The... Yeah, you turn the knob. Um, the game that really was shitty on it was the NFL game. To do a play, because the Intellivisions was like a TV remote, but it had a dial on it. And to do plays, you had to like type in number codes. And then they come out and they... <laughs> do the play it was really stupid that's lame <laughs> yeah. did you guys have socrates no, no. no it's it was this uh the console and had a, a little gray keyboard on top of it and it uh, basically it was like branded with this wally looking robot called socrates and it was all these educational games and you could like draw sharks and stuff and that's cool yeah, yeah. it wasn't like mario p cross yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like an early version of Mario Paint. Yeah, but how all these like educational or creative games. It wasn't like story driven, you know? You were thinking of Pixel Cross. Yeah. At, like Sudoku. 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 <laughs> I'm just enjoying this popcorn again, <laughs> Um I guess we should just get into it. Yeah, yeah. Why we're here. Yeah. We yeah. explained <laughs> where we came from and are we doing like, games. the movies? Are we do, each doing like one and then? I think we should, except Adam didn't make a list, so he's got to come up with it off the top of his head. So, but he'll just chip in on ours, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. So, um. Do you want to start? Let me start. I don't know. Okay, I'll start. Hey, let's play a video game to decide. <laughs> Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Whoever wins, I'm guessing it's you. Oh, okay, go. <laughs> Um, my number 10 is actually a very, very recent game, and it's Batman Arkham Asylum. Oh, that game's awesome. Um, the premise of the game is Joker purposely gets captured by Batman to get into Arkham Asylum to, um, basically destroy Batman, and the game's graphics, the game's story, the combat is the best superhero game ever made. And uh, people know me, I love Spider-Man, and I wish Spider-Man could make a game as well-polished, well-acted. It's just an incredible game. You ha it, it'll blow your mind when you That's play it. That's kind of what everybody says though, about that game. They're like, they're like, oh, this is so awesome. I wish they'd do Spider-Man like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, that just shows you the power of Spider-Man, though, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, it gets you sucked into the game immediately. Because um, it actually starts really slow, you know, you're you're driving and the Joker's in the back of the Batmobile, or in the front, I guess, and you get in there and he's tied up kind of like Hannibal Lecter, and the whole first 15 minutes of the game, you're just walking, and the Joker's taunting you as you're walking down a hallway, and uh, Mark Hamill plays the Joker, Kevin Conroy's Batman, you know, from animated series if you like it, like I do, and the whole game just builds and builds and builds and builds and the there's three battles with the scarecrow that might be the best game levels 
ever designed. Oh, where you run around the square. Yeah, you run around and, but you don't even, sometimes you don't even realize that you're being induced by his fear gas. You'll be walking down, and all of a sudden Batman will turn and go, <coughs> and he's like, what the fuck? And then, uh, you, you go through this, I remember the first time, or maybe it was the second time, you encounter, yeah, it's the second time, and you go through the hallway, and Batman does his cough, and I'm like, where the fuck am I? I did not go out when I left this door. This wasn't the same hallway. Oh, you're hallway. talking about when you go down the hallway and it starts like disappearing yeah. and turning into yeah. the Yeah, and then you hit, then so I hit select to see the map, and it's like it brings up Wayne Manor. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing at Wayne Manor? And all of a sudden, you start the the whole background starts deteriorating into an alley, and then Batman starts getting changing, and then he turns into a little boy, and it's his parents being murdered. It's it's incredible. And then the the first time you meet, even meet the Scarecrow. You don't know it's a scarecrow level. You go into the morgue, and all of a sudden the body bags are shaking. And then you zip up in the body bags, your dead parents in there. And it's never caught, no game has ever caught the spirit of a superhero better than that game. Nice. And even you'd think the combat would be weak because square is the only punch button. But triangle is a counter. And how you space out your square presses and, or, and the directional but button. It's a lot like Dead or Alive in terms of combat. Just yeah. Like 3D sense. And if you push, like, down and square, you'll go behind a guy and dodge him and break their leg and then punch him in the back of the head to make him stop. It's it blows your mind, man. It's it's an incredible game. Everybody should play that game. And yeah. use Batman's detective skills. You actually have to use his gadgets and find DNA and you follow like the blood of Commissioner Gordon to find him. It's freaking awesome. I like I really like that game. The only problem I do have with it is like you might as well just spend your whole time in detective mode. Oh yeah, you know, like that—that's the only kind of qualm I have with it because it's so useful that you just like turn it on and you forget that you have it on for a while. And you're like, oh yeah. shit, I should turn this off, you know. And then as, as soon as you turn it off, you're like, oh, I should really turn that back on. And then you turn it back on. But the, the whole atmosphere of the game oh. is kind of lost that way. Yeah, but, you know, because it's so gritty and the world is so like kind of complex that I think yeah. that they kind of like. I don't get me wrong, I love that aspect and I think it's a necessity for that. But at the same time, I was like, I wish they would make it so that you couldn't use it like more often mm -hmm. maybe you know but there's so much in that game too to go back and play i think there's 240 riddler trophies and i i thought i was doing really good finding them and before i knew it i'd say the game takes like 15 hours before i knew it i was at the end and i only got 160 of them so i missed 60 of them i don't even know where because i would stay in in areas and scan with detective mode pull down crates. I go everywhere just to find these trophies. I don't know where I missed them. And you also get taunted by the Riddler throughout the game. When you go into a room, he'll say, if you look down the hall, blah, 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 and you have to figure it out. I, it was just a well, cool they game. give you, like, little hints, too. Yeah. It's a cool game. And, like, Killer Croc in it is huge. Like, character design in it is unequaled. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's my number 10 game. It's a very recent game. Yeah. If I ever get a PS3 definitely getting that one for it you should it's amazing yeah. i saw a little bit when jesse was playing it and yeah, it's just amazing but you know too sorry i'm going off on it <laughs> you know i love that the the goons when you go in a room if they have guns you can't go in there punching them because they'll kill you obviously because you get shot but you go around from gargoyle to gargoyle and they become more erratic the more of them you capture or knock out and you can upgrade to be able to hang them upside down from the gargoyles and when you're in detective mode, it tells you who has a weapon, who doesn't. But it also goes from calm to panicked to terrified. And when they're terrified, you can have your way with them. You can sneak up behind them, and oh, it's just fun. I love. You can have your way with them, and then sneak yeah. up behind them. <laughs> <laughs> Give it to them, Batman style. So my, number ten for me is Batman: Arkham Asylum. Sweet. 
You ready or? Yeah, I'm, go ahead. You do yours first. Okay. Um, I picked for my number ten a classic, no versatile cards. game. Yes, and little printouts. Oh, you fucking nerd! <laughs> <laughs> I picked Tetris, and I even wrote why so I wouldn't forget. Um, although I don't know what that note means. Um, <laughs> the note cards aren't so useful. Oh, I, I I picked the Game Boy Tetris for my number ten, but um, I really started with Tetris on the NES. But with the Game Boy one, it's portable, so you can take the addictive gameplay anywhere. And, um, yes, it's like the ultimate puzzle game because you can pick it up wherever and just enjoy it and knock out some time or stimulate your brain. And I own, I realized I almost own every iteration of it because I have the NES version, I have Tetris 2 for the SNES, I have 3D Tetris for the Virtual Boy, <laughs> Tetris Sphere for the N64, and then the Tetris DS. And I'm sure there's a bunch of Tetris other ones because. The copyright, huh? I think Tetrisphere is hard. Oh yeah, but it speaks to how how great that game is because it's one of those few games. I think you give it to your mom and she could figure out how to play it, and it's still fun. Yeah, and it's constantly changing, even though the patterns might be the same. But you can always get different variations, and I think that's one of the best design games ever made. And so simple, but yet I still play it to this day. I play any Tetris. I don't care if it's on NES, Game Boy. Yeah, it's 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 a time killer. Yeah, it's. A just a, the, the great thing about it is you can just pick it up and enjoy it and anyone can like my mom loves it you know she's not into video games but she can play that and she's like too. that with brain age too so maybe yeah, one I... of you guys have that on there list. I don't know <laughs> <laughs> no. but no, I agree yeah Tetris oh and also uh, Tetris spawned like a whole bunch of other puzzle games like it one of them is Yoshi's Cookie which I also have for the Game Boy that was awesome that game made me break my Game Boy I punched <laughs> my Game Boy in the face and it cracked the screen because it was so I got so far and it got so hard that I lost my shit. And but it was a good excuse to get a Game Boy Color. There you go. <laughs> so my number ten, Tetris. That's good. Good one. My number ten is Shadow of the Colossus. Nice. I uh, almost put that on mine. I that you know there there's a point in time where you just play like so many fucking games and you just kind of get sick of gaming. And this was this point where, like, I played Ico, and I really like Ico, but I think that it's kind of like, it was like something that kind of wasn't finished, you know? Like, there's so much more that could have been added to that game in terms of depth and feel and all that kind of stuff, but Shadow of the Colossus really kind of uh, blew my mind, you know? You know, I think that's one of the first games that you can look at it as an art form. That game on PS2 was fucking beautiful. And I think it missed a lot of point with people because people are like, you just run around and do nothing. No, the Colossus are the level. And people kind of miss that point with that game and you wish a game like that could always catch on. Yeah, that was a, that, you know, it kind of reinvigorated the way that I play games, you know? Yeah. yeah. And we, I would put it higher up on the list, but there's just so many that kind of, that I consider more classic in comparison. Actually, I forgot to ask you guys before we started, like, did you have trouble putting your lists together? Cause, oh, are you fucking kidding me? Because when we did the movie thing, that was just a year's worth. And with video games, yeah. we were encompassing 30 years of yeah. video games. No, it was hard. Yeah. Across hard. 10, 20 different consoles. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, go on. Yeah, Shadow of the Colossus, the first time you showed it to me, I just fell in love with it. Yeah, we played it for like the whole night. Yeah. And all yeah. you do is, yeah, you climb the Colossuses, find their weak spots, and mm -hmm. have at it. And it's amazing. Looks beautiful. Yeah. Games like God of War... 
kind of used that and turned it more of an action style. In God of War 2, the whole first level, is you chase a, a colossus throughout the city, and you know you have to get rid of his... Each part is you take get rid of one of his arms, blah, blah, blah. And Shadow Colossus, is, of course, is a more elegant game of it, where God of War is violent. But, you know, it's kind of the basis of the same thing. Yeah. 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 What's your number nine? Number nine. My number nine is Mega Man 2. Mm, that's a good one. Mega Man 2 is the first Mega Man game I remember playing. And what makes Mega Man games classic for me is you have to figure out which level to go to first where your regular Mega Blaster will take care of the enemy. And for anybody listening in, on here, in Mega Man 2, it's Cutsman. And then you go from Cutsman to Woodman. And it, you know, and the Mega Mans, no matter which one, if it's Mega Man 8, even though they got a little more ridiculous, like with Centaur Man and stuff like that, you could still look at Mega Mans. And if you could use your logical part of your brain, you say, well, if I take a saw and throw it at a piece of wood, it cuts it. So I'm going to try Woodsman and so on so forth and stuff like that and Mega Man 2 I think actually is the best designed of all the Mega Mans ungodly hard but it's also one of the first uh, Dr. Wily levels where you could actually beat Dr. Wily like you couldn't really beat him in the other ones because his levels were so long and in every Mega Man game each one of the robots are back in the levels so you have to remember how to get them and go on and on and on. And it, I just really enjoyed it. And of course, it's for the NES, if people didn't know that already. <laughs> and it had great music and uh, just a cool character. And Mega Man has become a cultural icon around the world. I mean, everybody knows who Mega Man is. It's just like Mario. And I think he's on... Well, I just released Mega Man 9 in the same series. But I mean, how many spinoffs do they have on Game Boy Advance? Oh, like yeah. Mega Man Zero Blue, X. Zero X. Yeah. And even Mega Man X. And I, the, so yeah, Mega Man Two is. When did they switch game. over to the current design of Mega Man? Because I like on um, the box Super art Nintendo. of the first one or two. Super Nintendo. Yeah, because yeah. they kind of blended original Mega Man with Mega Man X. And Mega yeah. Man X was on Super NES, and yeah. uh, those are good games too. But I, I just think Mega Man Two was the best game, and, and I, I'm sure a lot of nostalgia goes into that. But uh, I mean, playing Mega Man Eight on PS One brought back a lot of those memories, and uh, so yeah, Mega Man. Mega Man 2. Uh, I guess I'll go on to me. Uh, my number nine is... Zone of the Enders. <laughs> that game is fucking awesome. Yes, that but actually, uh, you know what's more awesome than Zone of the Enders? Zone of the Enders 2. 2, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Zone of the Enders... See... That's another one of those games where I felt like, you know, it was just, he just kind of rushed it because I think the studio rushed him because they yeah. wanted to It put was that, a launch game, basically. It was a launch yeah. game, and then... For the PS2. They yeah. also wanted to include that su that uh, demo for... Metal Gear 2, Metal Gear. yeah. And everybody's like, oh, shit, and people were more excited about Metal Gear than they were about Zone of the Enders. Yeah, Where it you overshadowed and I were playing it, Zone yeah. of the Enders, and I was like, dude, this game's fucking awesome, and I really wish that they'd use the technology to make another one. I mean, imagine what they could do now compared to oh, the yeah, no. PS3, PS3 version. I just yeah, and, and then, the second one, uh, it's rare that like the second one's better, but oh, second one's the action's more fast-paced, and they have like a, they have a different art style for it, and um, 
Yeah, amazing. But See, I put the second the fr- one felt like the real game, and the yeah. first one felt like a demo. You know. Yeah, and the, I guess the second one's a little based on like the cartoon they had or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, but yeah, it's it's a more complete game than the first one. But I put the first one on my list as my ninth choice because it uh, it's the reason I got a PS2. So once yeah. you showed me that game, I was like, I'm buying a PS2. I remember that, and we went to Walmart. Yeah, I remember to Walmart, and, and I was like, I'm gonna wait to get. Like, I was working at the game store. I'm like, I'm gonna wait to get a PS2 because look at all these hungry people like starving remember to get our one. Remember binder and... for PS2 orders? Yeah, I remember. Fuck, that was ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, I was like, I'm gonna wait, and because all these people, it's, this is crazy for you know. A launch system, but then again, I'm like there first day for N64. But anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, making mock-ups of GameCube, yeah, and GameCube. all that shit. That was so cool, though. Um, but yeah, we go we, uh, after we get our first shift, we go over to Walmart, and all of a sudden, there's like this huge stack of PS2s on the top stock. And this is like what two weeks into the launch or uh-huh. something, and we're just like, man, all those poor suckers are coming to our store and not finding them, and then like yelling at us because we don't have them. And here they are; they're sitting right up here. <laughs> I'm gonna buy one. <laughs> <laughs> I that. Suckers. So yeah. Nice. Is that only Ender's? That's a shocking choice for me. Really? Well, not. I mean, uh, I, I think it's a good game, but a top ten, I don't know. But I, that it's a good game. Well, I, I just, chose my top tens based on like what influenced me. No, that's fine. Game part of video games. I mean, it's yeah. your it's your top ten. So yeah. I mean, I'm sure. Damn yeah, right I, it is. I have a game on here. People are like, eh, fuck you. <laughs> but no, I mean, it's, it's a shocking one to me. Good choice, though. Yeah, most people wouldn't pick it because it isn't like it's an obscure game. Metal Gear Two kind of overshadowed it. The tech demo. But yeah, but I mean, I remember flying through the air with that, and it had an incredible sense of being in the air and fighting. Yeah, and the battle system was sweet. Oh, I agree. Punch, kick, punch, slash. Yeah, Yeah. I agree. That was cool. It was short. It was really short. It was like four hours. (laughs) And boss was hard. So, Adam, your number nine. My number nine is a new one. Super Mario Galaxy. Yes. Nice. Fucking love that game. I didn't put it at number one again because I think that it's not, I mean, it's not as classic (laughs) as other games. I mean, some of the other games that I played are classic as well, like immediate classics, but at the same time, like, this is one of those ones where it's just going to take time to kind of feel out, but I don't know. I love Super Mario games. I mean, they really define gaming as they are, you know, so. You'll see my list. They're on there (laughs) more than once. Yeah, but Super Mario Galaxy kind of, like, took... Again, it was kind of like a Super Mario 64 kind of thing. I agree. Where it kind of, like, re-engineered the way that you play games. That's the thing about the Mario games is people complain with Nintendo. It's like, oh, they're rehashing another established property. But with each Mario game, they do change it or add something different and improve the game. At least least they try to. With, With Mario Galaxy, Sunshine's a good game, but I think it wasn't innovative enough. And it didn't quite feel like a cool Mario game. Yeah, just adding a squirt gun. Exactly, yeah. but Super Mario Galaxy reminded me of playing Mario 3, where you have so much wonder, and each of these little balls of the planet, you you, you saw the demos, you're like, I don't know what they're trying to do with this game, and, you know, it's part of Miyamoto's kind of cloak and dagger thing he does. But then you go to these things, and each little planet has its own little quirk, I remember getting the Bumblebee suit. I'm like, oh, look how cute Mario is. And then you have to fight those bees. And so, and yeah. It's fun. And I, I think I told you when I played it, I said, you know, you don't really remember when that game came out. It was the first time I had fun playing games in a long time. Yeah. Because you just, I think that's what Mario games can always do. 
is there's always there's always fun to be had no matter what Mario game there is. But Mario Galaxy is such an achievement for such a established character for a system and innovative controls where people weren't 100% sold on the Wii the Wii motes and whatever the case may be but when you play Mario Galaxy you need a Wii mote. I mean yeah. and it, the controls feel so natural. It feels yeah. natural. You know you're always concerned playing those kind of games like you know, point at the screen and stuff. But then you play, you know, Mario Galaxy and you're shaking it to make him spin and jump and No. That definitely deserves a place as one of the elite games. Number eight? Um my number eight is might be a surprising one. It's kind of a little dark horse, but um Paper Mario for N64 is, uh, I'm a big fan of the Mario RPGs. Um, if it be Mario and Luigi on Game Boy, um, the original on Super NES, because they have this, like, almost wink at the audience about how funny they are, and, and, you know, I love that Mario never really talks, but Luigi has these super long monologues, and, uh, They're very self-referencing. Very self-referencing, and, yeah. you know, and, and the art style is so cool. And I remember actually what sold me on the game is I remember the commercial like it was yesterday. It's a little cutout Mario, and um, they, it's you know that has the Nintendo 64 logo starts, and it goes Paper Mario, and you see a little string drop Mario down, and he's like jumping in a bathtub on a boat and stuff, and just a clever use of 2D and 3D, and all the characters are really funny, and I love Bowser's character in the games because he comes across as not like this ultimate evil guy like in Mario Galaxy, he's great. But in the Mario and Luigi games, he's kind of this bumbling, kind of anti-hero. You know, he doesn't, he's not as bad as Fallful or whoever it happens to be who he's fighting in the games, but I just love those games. They're funny. Hmm. So Paper Mario. Yeah. I, I'm embarrassed because I started Paper Mario back when it came out and I got to like the train station or something mm -hmm. and I got stuck because I didn't have enough power or something. So I gave up. <laughs> <laughs> You know, yeah. I think I don't that, know how you get out and fight more. I don't. I, I'm stuck. I can't remember. It's, it was a it's while hard. ago. Yeah. I made the mistake in the Thousand Year Door for GameCube. I got to the last boss and I had the wrong party members, and they weren't strong enough. But I saved it just before the last battle, so I couldn't switch them out. And uh, yeah, I ended up beating it, but it took me a long, long time. Are there three Paper Mario games now, or four? Three. Three. Three, okay. Paper Mario. Well, Is there one coming out? There's two. technically four, if you count Mario RPG. RPG, yeah. But that's the one by Squaresoft, and they're the ones that kind of started it all. Mm -hmm. And then that team left Squaresoft, and they worked with Nintendo. And, and now then, it's Camelot, right? And it's Camelot. They're, and they've done other games, too, but they do... Uh, they also do uh, Fire Emblem. They're intelligent systems. They do yeah. that's them too. Camelot and Intelligent Systems, same They're company. awesome. And the art in it is so cool. Mm. Like I love. You even have a framed picture of Paper Mario. I do. It's right over there. And you know, I think that's the coolest looking Mario. I honestly do. I love the two D Mario. And then they released Super Paper Mario on the Wii, which is like Super Mario Brothers but with Paper Mario <laughs> RPG elements. It's awesome. It's awesome. So yeah, that's the one that started for me, and I remember being totally charmed by that game. Yeah. Right on. My number eight. Oops. Right, let's go this order. way. <laughs> My number eight is... Uh, this is tough to pick which one, but I'm going to just say the F-Zero franchise. <laughs> nice. I almost put that on my list. I almost put that on my list. <laughs> Haha, stolen. Um, I, specifically, I chose the GameCube version. I think the GameCube version is the best version of it. Mm -hmm. 
the I um, it's the fastest, best looking version. Um, Still to this I day, like... that is fucking intense. That game is so hard to play. When you put on like a legendary like mm. difficulty, it's just it's redonkulous yeah. to say the least. <laughs> Well, you know, there are a lot of games, too, try to do futuristic racers, but they don't touch F-Zero. Yeah. But the way that that one feels, and that Sega took it over, and yeah, I was going to really say, because the yeah. SNES version was like Nintendo's answer to the Sonic games, because mm -hmm. they were like, oh, Nintendo games are so slow, so they made F-Zero, which is fucking fast as hell. <laughs> and then, oddly enough, in the GameCube days, Sega ends up making the yeah, F GameCube F-Zero game, so... Um, uh, then there was the N64 one, F-Zero X, which was good, but I felt the the models, the uh, racer cars, were like too small and too many on screen. So it's almost like you're just like flying amongst all these little dots and stuff. And it's I felt kinda... like that one was trying to more mimic the like San Francisco Rush kind of feel yeah. a little bit more. So they use like bigger polygons. And I think that kind of like clouded your judgment of where your, where your actual feel of your car is. So it kind of wasn't... Like, it was just an over-designed element. They just put too much em emphasis on the design of the car, and then yeah. the background was too shady. You couldn't see where shit was. Yeah, I know. You've got, and then you've got the N64 muddy textures, yeah. so everything kind of blends together. But with the GameCube, it's all crisp and yeah. large and blown up again. And Yeah, I, I regret never getting around to an arcade and playing the AX version, where you could take your memory card in and put it in. The only place I ever saw that at, and the Mario Kart arcade game, was at Walt Disney World uh, Studios uh, in Orlando. They have Buzz Lightyear Pizza Shack, or I don't even know what it's called, but it's right next to the Muppet thing. Mm -hmm. And I was down there, and uh, I was with someone stupid, and she's like, well, I don't want pizza. I'm like, yeah, if there's an arcade in here, I want to go check it out. And they had the full-on F-Zero, like it had the freaking car in it, mm -hmm. the roll cage, and yeah, nice. it was awesome. The only place I've seen it is E3. Yeah. Hmm. And luckily I got it on tape. <laughs> Because yeah. I just watched that footage the other night. I was like, hey, there's F Zero. <laughs> yeah, so, right yeah. Love it. F Zero so fast. Adam, number <laughs> eight. Uh, I have, so a lot of my list has like kind of more than one, so you have to kind of bear with me. Number eight, I chose Comic Zone or <laughs> Altered Beast. <laughs> The reason being, <laughs> Comic Zone is just an amazing game. That is kind Unique. of, it was one of those ones where it was just kind of, I think that you guys were like, oh, this is an art style, Shadow of the Colossus is an art style. But this is one of those ones where it really took, like, new definition oh, of yeah. progression and trials and stuff like that. So I thought that Comic Zone was one of those ones that not a lot of people played, but it was just, and it was only on Sega too, yeah, wasn't but, it? It wasn't on Super Nintendo. It was on just Sega, but you know, also too, it actually made the Final Fight kind of games, uh, or yeah, that's right, right, the yeah, Final Street Brawler yeah. ones, way cooler, because you know that one you just go through and you know fight people on the streets. This one you're fighting in comic book pages and yeah, going up and down, up and down is yeah. cool. That was cool. Sweet game. And Altered Beast. The reason why I chose Altered Beast. <laughs> Simply because they say Altered Beast, and then it's like, <laughs> Howl at the moon. Oh. No, just kidding. <laughs> Welcome to your doom. Yeah. No, I chose that just because that was one. That was another one of those ones that was just simply, it was so straightforward and so hard, kind of like Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Oh, fuck. Where it's so hard, but you can't stop playing it. You what, know? What's the, have you ever beat Super Ghouls and Ghosts? I have, once. Fuck, never played it. I've got to, like, the seventh level. Yeah, it's I ridiculous. That's up to you, My friend sir. Jason Norris and I played that game until we beat it. Hats off. <laughs> yeah, that Fuck. Was ridiculous. 
That's like beating Contra, dude. Was, oh, yeah. yeah. But Contra, you could cheat and get 30 lives. But you we didn't cheat. You can't do that. <laughs> yeah. In, uh, no. Super Ghouls and Ghost. You're Arthur and you're fucked. Yeah, I just think <laughs> that those are the, both of those games are actually kind of difficult. And it was just nice to play... Up until that point, things that were challenging were just overly too challenging. Yeah, I think that's when you know you're a gamer. When you lived at the family like I did, and you started playing games like Comic Zone or Altered Beast, and you were better than everybody else in your family, because <laughs> they couldn't even get past the first level. Yeah. And you knew that you were a gamer. Like, the rest of your family was... Altered eh. Beast. That's good. Yeah, I agree. Cool. Seven. My seven is Metal Gear Solid for PlayStation One. Um, one of the reasons is because I think before Metal Gear Solid, games really didn't have the huge cinematic feel and the great voice acting, and you know, and that game just came on. And it's a cool game. I mean, you remember the boss battles, whether it's Revolver, Ocelot, where you're inside the storage cooler room and he's spinning his guns, and you have to not. Uh, and then Psycho Mantis. I mean, come on. He's sitting there telling you, oh, you like to play, and he'll tell you whatever games are on here. He told me Castlevania Symphony of the Night, but... Yeah, because that's what you had from Konami. Yeah, that's what I had from Konami on my uh, thing. But then you had to remember, you had to switch the controller into the next one, or he would kill you, or he'd wipe out your memory card if you didn't pull it out. Just a cool design. And I, I even think, you know, a lot of people rip on the second one, but the second one was good. I like the second one. The third one is way different. It's just a cool series, but Metal Gear Solid is freaking sweet when you found out who Foxhound was, and... All the lies, and it's just cool. It's a cool game. And the codec. Damn. <laughs> Next. I, sadly, I have not. I play Little Twin Snakes, and just never. I have all the games, except for four. I just haven't gotten into it. And my number seven. Did it again. Is GoldenEye 007. Yeah. Uh, this is actually my number six, but I screwed up and printed one of the cards <laughs> first. So I was like, ah, it's 007, so seven. It works. Um, but yeah, you can thank this game for spawning all those millions of multi multiplayer <laughs> shooting games. Cause, uh, and remember when Rare used to make good games? <laughs> like this one, yes. Yeah, that's a And that and Conquer. Yes. Ooh. I found Conquer, um, this the one on X, original Xbox. I found it in Fort Collins. I haven't seen it on the original Xbox ever. What was it called? On it was like Conquer. Conquer's Bad for a Day. No, that's the N sixty four one. Was on was it on Xbox? I forget. Con it was something just, in destroyed, yeah. live and destroyed or something. Oh. Yeah, but, but like the controls I've, suck on that. Oh, I haven't so played bad. it, but Conquer, I love that game. Yeah. But Goldeneye. Goldeneye. <laughs> uh, I, I I like this game because I. I, I don't know how many hours I could count oh, right yeah. with my playing this game with my friends. Someone always picked fucking odd job too, and you could never shoot that little fucker. <laughs> you know, shoot his hat. Yeah. You know, shoot his hat. I don't know the game had inventive kills. Like there were so many different options. Like you could do one shot kills. Mm -hmm. um, oh yeah, yeah all, the all different kinds of different weapons. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's awesome. All the different levels and everything. It's amazing like how polished it was and how much variety there was with it. Just just so many hours played. Like that's why I liked it. Yeah. It brought the friends together. Yes, it did. It brought Adam, multiplayer in. You know, yeah, and so. yeah, yeah, it made that whole multiplayer yeah. genre more popular. But I'm sure most of the people nowadays who play shooter games haven't, probably haven't even heard of it. Probably not. And they have Goldeneye to thank. 
Oh, Goldeneye. <laughs> and that game came out like two years after the movie came out, which is an interesting yeah. licensing choice. Yeah. <laughs> so, Adam, your number seven. My number seven is... Uh... Gran Turismo 2 or 3. I, I want to pay... I want to say 3 because... It like revolutionized racing games, but two did the same thing as well. I think there's so much added customization and all those kind of additional elements that you don't really get to see. I really think that two and three really like pushed through the racing genre. I mean, there were other games, but they really weren't up to these standards. While Gran Turismo One was was a really high standard game, it was just kind of a setup for number two, and the number two was really the setup for number three. And then when four came out, you're like, well, this is pretty much number three. And when you play the demo. For the new one, it's like okay. Well, I don't really know how much more real I can get because this is. I might as well just go drive a car, you know. You know so. what I loved about those games is in any racing game, I don't care what it was, you could always cheat by not pushing the brakes or not. In Gran Turismo, you had to push the brakes. Yeah, and they because they show you. And yep, oh, yeah, I, I really think that that was just one of those kind of like moment-defying games. You know, like it really was like brought a lot of people from all over the country just to kind of play games, especially just that game, you know? People bought play PS3, the PS2 is just for three, you know? I remember selling those at the game store. Oh, yeah. I have footage of you uh, in E3. You're playing, I think, GT3. Like, you're sitting down in the sitting down in the actual, like, car seat. That was Grand Turismo 4. That's 4? Yeah. Okay. And uh, afterwards, you like, when you're done playing and Ryan's talking to you, you're like, fucking bitch knocked me off the road <laughs> like you're so like genuinely seriously pissed about playing that game against uh, that other amateur girl that fucking bitch, and Ryan's I mean. trying to calm me down like it's okay buddy it's just a game yeah. and you're just like bitch I vaguely remember that though actually <laughs> I was sitting in like the circle of games yeah. like that yeah yeah, yeah. fucking bitch you're just watching the footage and, oh it's Adam being cute and it's like oh my god he's serious <laughs> he wants to kick her ass like he, she knocked me into a wall. That's how I lost. I would have been better if it wasn't for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, what a six. Yeah. My number six is Super Mario Brothers. Number three. Yay. Yay. Uh, it introduced a whole bunch of elements that to Mario kind of still today is going into different worlds. Um, the wizard what? Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no, it's just a cool game. I love playing Bowser's kids and each had their own little personality, each little different rings they'd shoot at you and the battleships. And you ha it had to beat all the levels because if you got to the battleship and skipped some levels and the battleship decided to go the place where you couldn't get it, you'd have to play that level. Yep. So and endless possibilities to play and yeah. Super it's, Mario 3. It's such a step up from 1 and 2. Like, oh, yeah. you have graphically, it looks better. There's more, way more things to do, more moves, uh, different costumes to wear. Yeah. Yeah. Just, they yeah, really yeah. up. The, and that game probably sold. Like, it carried it NES into, like, the 90s. Oh, yeah. Definitely. So that's mine. Yeah. My number six is. Star Fox. Nice. Yeah. Um, I don't so know. I'm showing you guys. You probably yeah, have seen that. That's cover. why I'm like. <laughs> I'm trying to be like presentational, so because <laughs> there's no fanfare or music or. <laughs> yeah, it's an audio experience that we have to deliver to people. I so. like it, Brad. I like your it's cards. Right. Sweet. Yeah, Star Fox. I couldn't decide. Well, I kind of 
between the SNES and N64 version, uh, I had a hard hard time choosing. I would probably choose the N64 version just because it looks better and it's a little more polished. Obviously, if you look back at the SNES version, it's just a the bunch SNES of... The SNES version is so classic. Yeah, yeah like, it's so awesome. Like, I love how they use the actual, like, little puppet models. They call it Mo3, right? Mo3 scaling? Yeah. No, it's the F FX chip. FX chip. Yeah, F0 is the Mo3. Um, but anyway, Star Fox uh, signaled the arrival of 3D gaming. And also, why the N64 version is great is it because is because it brought us the force feedback rumble features yep, on all our controllers. Now, standard. standard, standard. Yeah. Um, also love the music for it. Like whoever composed the music for that game, just it feels so epic and inspiring and fun. And uh, also, the N64 version has the open-ended fly zones for the battle. For oh, the boss yeah, battles. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I yeah. That. yeah. So like after you do the whole rail system where you fly through at the end of the at the end of each level with the boss, you can actually like go to the edge of the field and fly back. Like you're not just flying forward the whole time. During the boss battles you can actually go around in circles yeah. and up and down and yeah, and then it also has the uh, you play as the character multiplayer where you run around on the ground and uh, actually in that's assault? Were you no Star Fox Adventures. Star Fox Adventures for GameCube I don't was think... the one where you get out and run around. Yeah. And and... But in '64, you could actually fly around. It was just the ship and the tank, right? That was that yeah. was Star Fox Adventures. Yeah. Well, either way, like '64 had a multiplayer um, option too, which was a step up from the I SNES version. Like the one for DS, too. I don't have command. Oh, you don't? Yeah, I hate myself. It, it actually is. I was actually... looking through my DS games. I was like, I don't have command. You know, I actually that have to say that that was now. actually another one of those things that kind of revolutionized the way the DS is played. Mm -hmm. Because before that, nobody really used the controller except for 64. And th with that, the flying feeling is a little bit better. You know, it feels a little bit more like a stick, a flight stick. Nice. So. Yeah, I can't believe I don't have that. I gotta find it. Yeah, it's good. It's an old game now, so, so it's gonna it's be old. tough. Yeah. I bet that buyback has it. Probably. Or Game Force. Or Game Force, that's what I mean. Yeah. Up here. Anyway, that is Star Fox. Awesome. Yeah. Adam, you're number six. Uh, Final Fantasy VII. System seven. Nice. I that, knew you'd pick that one. That, uh, yeah, well, it kind of defined me in gaming. Like, I kind of, I had a 64, or I didn't get a 64. I didn't want the Nintendo, or this, the PS2, or PS1, I, excuse me. I still remember in pottery class, I overheard you were talking with some other dude. And you said I'd rather get a PS, uh, a PlayStation, or because the Nintendo had the slogan "Get in or get out." Yeah. And you said you'd rather get out and get a PlayStation <laughs> at the time. I don't remember that, yeah. but I do remember being in pottery class. <laughs> uh, I more chose it because it was one of those things where you know I don't know if everybody knows this, but the Nintendo was the Nintendo actually used was the original creator of the PlayStation with Sony in a in a partnership with Sony. When they decided that they didn't want to do it anymore, they they thought that CD-based games were not yet ready, that the world wasn't ready for it. So they went back and did cartridges, and that's why the 64 came out. And Sony, at the other end of the contract, was like, well, what the fuck do we do with this? So they threw in another processor and then just threw it out. Now, the problem with that was that Squaresoft, um, who are now Square Enix, uh, held onto their contract word for word and didn't jump ship from the PlayStation. So they'd been developing Final Fantasy VII this whole time for PlayStation. They're like, well, we're not going to develop for fucking 64. We already started this, and we're, you know, I'm sorry, but we have to stick with this. 
So they then were like, well, fuck. So then when Final Fantasy VII started to come out, it was like, you talk about cinematic gaming. I mean, that was fucking epic when that came out. The first CG in a game, really. Full motion video. Full motion video. I mean, it blew my fucking mind, dude. Seeing people that you... And you can't get, like, full motion video on a cartridge. Yeah, I mean, so. they tried, and they got it to a point, but it really wasn't the same, you know? Mm -hmm. And this was just, like, mind-blowing. And so, the reason why I put it in there is just specifically because it was so epic at the moment. I mean, oh. reservations, t-shirts, everything. People have tattoos. I mean, it really brought the role-playing community The characters still resonate to today. Yeah, I mean, still. People still wait for them to have those characters back in the game. Yeah. They when made they a put them movie. In, yeah, when they yeah. put them in Kingdom Hearts, yeah, people are like, oh, you can, you know, finally be them again. And, and they have that Dissidia for PSP that has them in there. They have all those characters in there. So that game resonates big time. And it also but. made the, uh, the other Japanese games that didn't get released in America, like after the Super Nintendo Final yeah. Fantasy 3 came out, 4, 5, and 6 didn't come out in America. And then 7 did. And then after that became so popular, yep. they re-released all those other yeah. games. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, that's definitely awesome. Final Fantasy 7, Adam's number 6. Ryan, you're number 5. My number 5... ...is controversial. When it was released in arcades in 1992, oh god, Mortal Kombat 2 <laughs> is uh, really five. Is number five. I was thought list. to be higher. Uh, MK2 took the Mortal Kombat, um, the first one, which is okay. It's, first one's not bad. I it's, the first one. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, but what MK2 did was make it faster, badder, bloodier, and had babalities and friendship in it. Friendship. But no, I mean, really the. It, the speed of the game improved, and uh, I, I download it for my PSN, uh, and I still play the game to this day. If I'm pissed off and I, I'm tired of work, I'll go and play and beat Mortal Kombat 2 because easy to pick up, easy to play, and it's just a, it's one of the games that shaped who I am as a gamer because I still remember to this day the it's not from Mortal Kombat 2, but the first Mortal Kombat when it came out on Genesis Super Nintendo, and the, it, they called it Mortal Monday. It was Monday, it was Monday the 13th. And uh, the the commercial was just this kid standing in the middle of like New York City all by himself, and he'd raise his hands up and go Mortal Kombat, <laughs> and they'd show like clips of the game, and then all these kids would come running from all over, and they'd go run to his house and play Mortal Kombat, and that's I mean that's I, I still think it's a game changer in the video game world because before that you really didn't have super violent games, and parents were outraged if people playing Mortal Kombat, and when you look at it now I mean it's kind of so tame, it's hokey and. <laughs> yeah. But to, I mean, the, the gameplay still holds up, and it's still a fun game to play. I remember walking through Funplex, and everyone just lined up in front of that machine. That and Super Street Fighter were the games I, I oh, people always lined up to play. That's the one thing I miss about arcades: is the one guy who would beat everybody in the line for the challengers would go around. You know, mm. I now it's all about Wi-Fi. <laughs> yep, now it's Wi-Fi. But yeah, MK2, bigger, better, and introduced me to one of my favorite characters in games is Kung Lao, and of course I love Shao Kahn too, uh, the ultimate bad guy. Yeah, love MK. Brad. You never introduced him like, Brad, what's your number five? <laughs> Brad? Brad, what's your number five? <laughs> there you go. My number five, I picked... Brian's going to hate this. <laughs> Grand Theft Auto 3. Oh, no. <laughs> Ryan game, does not like Grand Theft Auto 3. That game changed this, gaming. Yeah, Definitely. this... 
if PS2 had hype behind it and a lot of following when this game came out, it, it was, conquered the world. Yeah. No, I, I you, you, it's just like Halo. I am not a fan of Halo, but you can't deny Grand Theft Auto's impact on gaming. Oh, there, yeah. There's a reason why there's um, open-ended gaming. There's mm-hmm. a reason why you can just run around and pick a mission you want to do in lots of games. That's Grand Theft Auto. I'm just not a fan of them. Yeah, I picked it because it signaled the arrival of open-ended gaming. Because when we got it, yeah, we played that shit. When we played stuff. it. We started with the story and then just veered off into Remember figuring like, like, what could we do in this Colin, game? He was like nine or ten. Oh, I remember. He was just like killing whores <laughs> yeah. and shit, and getting money. I loved it when I figured out I could jump on the back of a flatbed truck or a pickup truck and, and stand just, out the back and, and just sh- mow down people <laughs> as it drove me around. the... Like, I didn't have to drive my own car, it just drove for me. I mean, I remember the first two games, and even the game they made before that, Syndicate Wars, was just the same. But it was over-the-head view, yeah. and yeah. Syndicate Wars was a great game. You know, phenomenal game. But then they're like, oh no, we're going to make Grand Theft Auto, and then they make Grand Theft Auto. It's like, you could see, when you look back at it, you see where Grand Theft Auto 3 came from. Mm-hmm. But at the time, you're like, dude, this they had triangle was go forward, X was reverse. <laughs> and then then you had to move with left and right and then the up and down buttons were something else so like movement was really weird and mm-hmm. but it was a great game but then three definitely yeah, yeah you can't raise the bar you can't deny exponentially impact yeah. on gaming oh god no yeah. and it's also really special because like the day that you bought it we all came over to my apartment like cliff was there i think brian i don't know if you were there but Maybe, I'm sure. I we know. just yeah, we got sucked it. in and just yeah, played for hours, yeah. just trading off every time. Every time someone died, we just passed on to the next person. We just yeah. explored everything. We didn't really do the story. I, I do remember Cliff being really, really good at that game. Yeah, <laughs> like he would play it for hours, and I'd always see him and his guy would be doing like these twists and turns. I'm like, what are you doing? It's like unlimited ammo. I'm like, oh, okay, he's he's gonna <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah that's right, the code. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, that was good. I, yeah. like that. I loved it when I found out you could uh, like the code. You could snipe people's limbs off individually. <laughs> so like people be walking down the street and they blow off their leg and they'd fall over and start like kicking. <laughs> yeah. We should go murder people now. Because that's what games do, right? Mine's Mortal Kombat, yours is Grand Theft Auto. I'll punch them and rip their hearts out. You shoot them. The, the higher we get up on the list, the more violent the games get. Uh, actually, and it was really weird is uh, Family Guy, I think, this week had a Grand Theft Auto reference. And I was like, that's kind of dated. <laughs> You're like eight years too late <laughs> on that joke. Because Peter, uh, he, he loses his memory, and so uh, uh, Lois tries to teach him how to drive a car again, and he can't do it, so she's like, forget this, come back to the house. She hands him a copy of, here, uh, practice on Grand Theft Auto 3, and then it cuts to Peter later on in the day, running, like, beating up hookers, and punch, <laughs> pulling people out of the car, punching them, and driving off their car. I was like, eh, that's kind of old. <laughs> old hat. Adam, what's your number five? Uh, I have two, but there's a reason. Well, Super Mario World and Mario Brothers Wii. The reason why I chose both of those, Super Mario World. Okay, you can play that game every day for a hundred days, and you'll never get sick of it. I mean, never. The fun element that's in that game is impossible to match. Except for Mario Brothers Wii. <laughs> the, I mean, the, the when you play Super Mario World and you go to Super Mario Brothers Wii, it's just like an updated graphical version of it with four players. I mean, it's just, it's amazing. It's like World Meets Three. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's number Wii is amazing. The Wii Brother Mario Brothers Wii is amazing, and Super Mario World definitely. Oh, yeah. You know, 
it came with the Super Nintendo was amazing at the time. Well, Mario World is like Mario 3 times 10. Yeah. You know, it still had that. You could pick levels to go to, but you had to figure out what levels to go to because you could kind of jump around in that game, but you couldn't really advance. Yeah. It introduced the star levels. Yep. You know, like all that kind of stuff. The cape initially the cape. Just was yeah. so frustrating. I couldn't get it for the longest time. And then, yeah. So I played most of the levels just running through. But eventually I figured it out. Yeah. Yeah. And then it introduced Yoshi, Yoshi into the world. Yoshi. Yeah. Classic character. I thought he was introduced in the Mario movie. <laughs> What's your number world, four? World, world <laughs> I'm not even going to talk about that. We talked about that movie. Which yeah. is number four? Uh, my number four actually might surprise some people. It's actually Mario Kart Double Dash. Ooh, nice. Double Dash is awesome. That's what because I Because the reason I picked Double Dash is I love all the Mario Karts, whether it's on DS, Game Boy, Super NES. I like the Double Dash because you actually had the added element of strategy of who you pair yourself up with. And, and my favorites were always Toad and um, Baby Bowser. Because Baby Bowser had that huge fucking shell. Yeah. And Toad got the boost. So, you know, you could get both of them and switch them back and forth and mow people down with the shell. And then you flip to Toad and use a mushroom and just blow by him. And uh, I thought it was the best game of the Mario Karts that came out. Even more than so than the Wii. Because we kind of introduced the steering wheel, which was fun, but I think uh, the double dash with the added player, you had to pick two people, and the unlocking stuff in it, I I really enjoyed You kind of expect with Mario games that when a new one comes out, it's got everything you loved from before, plus the new stuff. Mm. With Mario Kart Wii, you lose the double dash, but you gain the motion steering wheel, so it's kind of like, almost like an even... Yeah, I agree. Like you almost you're tr- just trading the game out for the same one again, mm-hmm. but with like just one different element. And the double dash had really cool levels in it a lot, and uh, like I love the Rainbow Road. Yeah, and double Rainbow dash. Road and double mm-hmm. dash is awesome. And yeah, so I, I I just like the strategy in it and double dash. One kind of lame thing is with double dash is in order to uh, do multiplayer with more than four people, you have to network. Network. Yeah. yeah. The or actual consoles it, or tunnel it. across different TVs, yeah. Back in the day, the GameCube was tunneled, so you could tunnel. Like, they didn't have an internet connection, so you mm. used the network to adapter. create a tunnel. You used the network adapter, the network that you could yeah. just, the landing that you could do. But you could create a tunnel between one house and another house where you could actually go online and oh. play. But it was just a pain in the oh. ass. Yeah, and we, we so. got the Wii version now. You just, yeah, just go on. Yeah, <laughs> so, Brad, that was my number four. Your number four is? My number four is... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, the arcade game. <laughs> yeah. I was like, where's the turtles? I wonder yeah. where but is. the NES, why don't you pick the arcade version? Like the actual stand arcade. Uh, I, I guess you could. It's the same, pretty much. Yeah. But, but in the arcade one, they actually talk. <laughs> Fine, I picked the arcade <laughs> I'm just one. Kidding. But I couldn't bring the arcade one. I gotta one bring of... controversy. We all agree <laughs> with these choices. Yeah. I love your choice. It's awesome. Yeah, I agree too. Uh, <laughs> actually, the reason I picked the NES version is because I got it for my ninth birthday. Nice. And you know what I did with my ninth birthday? I just played that game when everyone else was at the party. <laughs> <laughs> so here I am just playing that game and I have guests over and I'm just focused on the game. So Who's your favorite turtle to pick in that? Uh. I guess when I was playing it, Donatello is because he had the longest reach, so he could kick more ass. Donatello's always my favorite turtle, and I, I like because he had the long reach. For the challenge, Leonardo, if, you, I guess. Uh, if you used uh, Michelangelo or, or Raphael because their reach was so short. I and, like Raphael. Uh, you know, Raphael always has the attitude. Yeah. But yeah, that was a cool game. If uh, the game was based on strength, Raphael would kick the most ass. So yeah. they should, if they made like a really detailed next generation version, 
they should do that. Like an Arkham Asylum version. Yeah. Turtles have like specific strengths and stuff. Raphael would. Uh, but where's my notes? Yeah, it was more. Uh, it was more fun than the first one. The first one was. <laughs> On the NES. Yeah. That one's so like it, fucking hard. Oh like a like it has a nostalgic feel, but yeah, it's just hard. I'd like to go back and play that codes. now that I know how to play games. Yeah, yeah. Because like when that game came out, it was kind of like still everybody's still kind of in the infancy of playing games, mm. and it was just like impossible. You never knew what the fuck was going on, you know. Yeah, and there's all these like weird characters that. <laughs> yeah. Like weird additions, um, yeah. It's like the it sets the bar for brawling games like Streets of Rage or oh yeah, um, or some other ones I can't remember off the top of my head. But Double yeah, Dragon. Double Dragon, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, Adam, what's your number four? Um, I chose two again. Sorry with the two thing, but you know whatever. A Zelda Link to the Past or Ocarina of Time? Son of a bitch. <laughs> Just cock blocked my later one. Well, you guys cock blocked my number two, so fuck you guys. <laughs> oh, I guess we'll find out. Yeah, anyway. Zelda Link to the Past and Ocarina of Time. It... Unusual Link to the Past one. I like Link that, to the Past. That's the second one on the NES, right? That's the SNES one. Oh, the SNES. It's the. What's the one on the Nintendo? What's the second Link's one? Awakening. Link's Awakening. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Zelda Link to the Past just because it really made adventure games start. You know, like, you really have this, like, yeah, oh, okay, it's kind of RPG-ish, but it's really more, like, action RPG, and it really kind of started all that kind of stuff in a kind of more full-blown motion. Yeah, it would much more, a bigger scale. Of it. The graphics in that game still hold up today, I think. Yeah, the pixels are amazing in that game, you know. So, and then Ocarina of Time just furthered that, you know. Like, it really took that and just stepped it up, like, a billion times, you know, and the more you play it, the more you have fun. Ocarina is one of those first games where people say the game's 100 hours, and you're like, bullshit. No, it's 100 hours. If you want to get all the swords, and you want to complete your quests, and do all the little things, yeah, it's going to take you a long time to beat yeah, that game. Yeah, and I think that lots of the games nowadays, like MMORPGs and all those kind of things, they all really owe it to Zelda. Because Zelda really started that kind of, well, okay, you want to level up outside of the world, but, you know, if you want to do this all this other shit, you know, you got to really try and do it. And that's kind of where all this stuff has come from. And I, that's, like, the best example of it. Yeah. I still love calling your horse. <laughs> What's your number three, Ryan? My number three is um, a game that I've probably beat more than any game. Well, close to a game, any game I beat more than any other one is uh, Resident Evil 2. Evil 2. Yeah. I would. Awesome. Uh, me and Adam used to have competitions when we were in high school about who could beat the game faster, and with what weapon, and how many times you saved it. Um, I, one one day, uh, me and Adam went to his house and we sat down and we each played it. And I don't remember the times, but I know we both only saved it one time right after the, the you train. Have you have to. You have to. You have to. You have to save it. And um, we both beat it with just a handgun and a knife. And. To beat a Resident Evil boss, tyrant, um, the big giant blob thing at the end on the train with your handgun takes 20 minutes. So the rest of the game, you're running through it, not killing any zombies. Only I'd only kill things if they blocked my progression through the the, uh, the room. And But the, what introduced you in Resident Evil 2 is a zapping, where if you took a bulletproof vest as uh, Leon, and you went back through the second time with Claire, that vest won't be there anymore. Or the, the, the shotgun, or little things like that. But the story would be tweaked, too. 
So if you went through the first time with Leon, and you went the second time through with Claire, you'd see her point of view Based after the fact. how you played it with her. Yeah, yeah but yeah. if you played Claire first, you'd see her the first time through, and Leon's story would change. It, it was awesome, and one of the first instances where I'm like, I, I you know, it's kind of cool seeing you know, the different story, but at the beginning of the first part with either if you're Claire or Leon, you have to go, just before you get to the police station, there's a, like a train platform, a subway, and you go down, and there's a dude just lying there who's dead, and you run past him, and you go up, and the second time you go through, there's tons of zombies, and that guy wakes up, and it's just cool. Uh, I, I just think it's one of the coolest games ever made. Yeah, the story was awesome. Uh, it lost a lot of Resident Evil's original camp. It still had some camp in it, but the acting was way better. Yeah, just a really cool, innovative game. That was really fun when you when you played it through, and then I played it through. Yeah. And we just did the alternate stories. And, that was and, and you you learn a lot from watching somebody else play because we both achieved the goal almost the same way, but we achieved it in different strategies, I guess, is for lack of a better word. And killing like those monsters with a handgun. Oh, dude. <laughs> It got a little easier when you could modify the handgun, so it was more of an automatic <laughs> weapon, but you had to make sure you had at least 300 bullets to beat the tyrant. because And you had to hit him every time, because if you didn't, you're fucked. <laughs> I, I never tried. Someone said you could beat it with the with the knife. I don't think you could. I could never do it. I, you, I don't think you get close enough to a tyrant or uh, the blobby <sighs> tentacle thing to hit it. I don't know. But uh, I guess it'd be a challenge. Yeah, no, I'm good. But yeah, but no, you should that, try it since you've like exhausted every other aspect yeah, I of the should. game. <laughs> you know, I still have it uh, for the GameCube, so I should just freaking bust it out because I, I do. I love that game, and I've always said, you know, they remade Resident Evil on GameCube. They should have done Resident Evil Two as well. Oh, because yeah, they did such a good job. Oh, that game's awesome. Those games, number one, so good. Yeah, but anyways, that's a that's my number three, Brad. Your number, Trace. My number three, we already talked about, which is fine. But I chose for my number three, Super Mario Bros. 3. Yeah. Which, again, three on three. Anyway. Yeah, we we explained why Super Mario Bros. 3 is awesome. So, Adam, what's your number three? Um, rare rare games. Every uh, rare game ever made. <laughs> uh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Including, what's that one? Grab by the Ghoulies? Grab by the Ghoulies. <laughs> Games suck. <laughs> um, so is it rare now that rare makes a good game? Or wait, do you mean, like, obscure, obscure. unknown games? Oh, okay. No, this is, this is actually pretty well known. <laughs> Uh, Wolfenstein 3D. There you go. Um, you were saying earlier that you know, like, you think that first-person shooters kind of change the way things are. I think that that was the beginning. Actually, um, you're right, because that was before. Because Golden there Eye. was Doom, and there was then there was Wolfenstein 3D, and Doom was Doom was cool, you know, like Doom was fun, but it really kind of was so muddy and easy that it really didn't. Lay really, you thought Doom was easy? Yeah. Like Ooh, in yeah. comparison to Wolfenstein 3D, you go into Wolfenstein 3D. There's secrets. There's doors, there's mazes, there's, you know, it just, it brought gaming into a different focus, because it was the really the first time that the first person narrative was really better told through constant movement, as opposed to, you know, click, point and click style PC games, or all other games, you know. Yeah. I've learned I'm not very good at first person shooters. Like, I'm good at video games, but for some reason, first-person shooters are fucking god-awful at <laughs> So in the zombie uprising, we don't bring Ryan along. Yeah. No, no, he has, a, he has no, not the training. third-person shooters, guys. <laughs> third-person. <laughs> but it's not from the perspective of, your, uh, perspective of your own eyes, Ryan. Fuck. Like, I if guess I could feed the zombies If you're watching while. me and Adam kill other zombies, it then you'd be upset. Left, right, <laughs> yeah. axe, 
Yes. <laughs> and I also put on that same same area Mega Man, Mega Man X. Good one. Just because it really took Mario and added extra elements. Oh yeah. So I think that that's X, a bitch that's, game too. that's why it's like a really fucking hard game. Oh. But it's like it really took Mario to like an extreme. I like the wall jumping in it though. Yeah. That took a little to get used to. But you know now you see that in Mario. Oh yeah. You know so that kind of that's what you know no, that's I why I think that that one deserves to be number three. What's your number? Do Wolfenstein number? have a multiplayer? Wolfenstein 3D did not. I don't, I don't remember. remember. I don't yeah. think it did. That's you know, I, I thought, think the Golden. I thought Doom was hard, but I guess the only Doom I played was Final Doom on PS1, which was Doom, but they made it way harder. What's a? Uh, is it Duke Nukem or Doom? That's they're still waiting for that sequel. Duke, Duke Nukem. <laughs> I was trying to think of the other one. There's another game that I wanted to put there too, but it was uh, I just can't think of it. But it was a top-down. It was like a dungeon crawler before they were really dungeon crawlers. It was for PS1, and they made two of them. And you're an insane person in a mental asylum. Oh, and you it's just uh... go around cutting people. And I just I oh fudge. I can't think of the name of it for the life. Blood. That's it's like Splatterhouse. Blood, not Splatterhouse. No. But it was like the creation of dungeon crawlers, really. Uh, yeah, I'll think about it. Whatever. Ryan, your number two. There, so. My number two is uh, we've talked about it is Zelda: Ocarina of Time. Nice. Excellent choice. Because, you know, like I said before, you know, trying to get the, the Master Sword in that game, it, it just the little things and meeting all the cute little characters and making a difference, you know, you had to get the red suit to, you know, fight in the Gorons. And I always like, when I was done with those levels, I'm like, what shoot, uh, color of tunic should I wear? Because <laughs> I want to look different than just the green one. And my I, the one I always picked was uh, the Goron. I loved, like, the kind of maroon red color because it made Leak look a little more badass. Did you ever get the Goron sword? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's fun running around that huge... Oh, yeah. <laughs> ...sword swinging all over the place. But, yeah, did you guys ever change Link's name in the game? You oh, know, yeah. Because you, you were given a choice? I don't think I've ever played as Link. I've always, give, like, done Sverks or something. Yeah. It's fun to give him, like, curse names. <laughs> like, I always go through the first time as Link, and then you put, like, fuck down. And it's like... And it's, you know, when Navy's like, Link! And it's like, fuck! <laughs> Just a little, a little replay value to that game. <laughs> Nice. But, uh, yeah. It's okay, my young fuck. We'll yeah, go together. Yeah, like, it's like totally ridiculous, but you know, and you don't really need an excuse to play that game again. But that's why I do. But I, you know what uh, level I loved in that is when you had to go through like the the hedge maze and uh, you had to jump oh, yeah. up on top and get behind the bad guys. And mm. That was fun. And then you went into the. That's when you first got the arena, and you're going back in time. What a great gameplay element too. Mm. Brad, what's your number two? My number two is. Final Fantasy IX. Nice. You love that game. Yeah. And that's why I love it is because you bought it for me. And I didn't have a... Did I have a PlayStation yet? Nope. I yeah, it. I bought I the bought, PS... No, I bought that. The PS1? The you gave me the PS1 the too? One. Yeah, the little white one too, yeah. I bought that and I bought you Final Fantasy it's IX in card. And I wasn't familiar with Final Fantasy at the time. Like, I knew about I knew about it in seven, but I never really played one ever. And then Adam bought it for me and I played it and I loved it. And, yep. uh, like, the art design is fantastic. And this, like... The subsequent Final Fantasy games all seem to have the same uh, production design. All the characters have like the leather and chains and yeah. weird hairstyles and stuff. But Final Fantasy IX has that like uh, like what, fantasy King Arthur times feel to it. 
Like, like the in art old... design is really, really amazing in that game. Yeah, like all the old, like new stuff is all futuristic, whereas this one kind of feels like it's in the past. And yeah. um, like the FMVs are so amazing that I recorded them all and then made a, a FMV video nice. of yep. the whole story. You know, one of the games I'm terrible at besides first-person shooters, like I'm, a, I'm average at first-person shooters, but I'm not those guys in first-person shooters where you can, like, see me a mile away and shoot me and take me out. But I'm not good at turn-based fighting. I'm good at the Mario ones because it's still like the action part. But uh, I'm not good at that turn base. I have no idea why. I just, for some reason, I can't grasp the the gameplay mechanic. And that's why uh, uh, Adam hates this, but my favorite Final Fantasy is X2. Because it's it's an action one. Oh and you run around and shoot <laughs> stuff. And I'm like, oh, this game's so badass. And Adam's like, yeah, it's okay. I'm like, no, dude, it's so good. He's like, dude, no. It's for chicks. It's for chicks and obviously me. <laughs> So yeah, Final Fantasy IX. Like awesome. That. Adam, what's your number two? Uh, you guys already talked about it, but Tetris and Metal Gear Solid. That's, I, wow. cho- I had to choose two. I think that... Interesting that you put those two together. Yeah, but the, there's, the, you know, Tetris is the... I mean, here, here's, here's how you look at it. Metal Gear is quite possibly one of the most perfect design games <laughs> ever made. I agree. Reason being is because it's cinematic, it's involving, it's, you know evolving and you really kind of get more overwhelmed by every single element that goes on in that game so you're like oh codec oh, okay holy crap that's cool you know oh my god i have a minesweeper oh okay cool holy shit that thing's huge you know i have to kill that you know yeah. and so it it's a constantly evolving game at the same time the more you play it the more you get involved then you there's secrets you know like infinite bullets and like invisibility so you play it invisible you play as an invisible person you know that it's just a beautiful evolution from start to finish of that, that game. Now, Tetris, the reason why I like Tetris so much is because it's, again, it's one of those games where I think it is a perfectly designed game. You have, build, you have, you're building, and then you're destroying. But there's never any loss of anything. It's just, you constantly are building something, like you're making a building, and then, oh, well, guess what? I get to destroy it at the same time. So then you just destroy all, all those things. And it kind of satisfies your natural human desire to, like, Take away, add and subtract. You Create know? and destroy. Create and destroy. You know, like it's it's just a cool game. That's just why it's number two. So, and your overall number one. So my overall number one has never changed in my whole life. If I was cho- if I had to choose one game to play, I think it's the same as mine. Um, is I would always. Choose this game, and it's Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, totally. Um, because you can't. There is, that game is so well designed, so well made. You cannot, I don't care, no matter how good the graphics get, no matter how incredible the sensation of playing a game is, I don't think you can ever replace the simplicity of Super Mario Brothers. At the same time, hard to master. It's, I, I can play that game no matter what. I'll always pick up that game and play it. I still, I have it. We're still working on the lost levels. Yeah, lost levels, oh my god. (laughs) That shit's hard. That one's ridiculous. But, you know, I Super Mario Brothers, I fucking love that game, and it's always been my number one game. It'll never change. Brett? Yes, my number one, we already talked about it, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Mm-hmm. Classic first Zelda game ever, that I ever played. Um, I just love the totally immersive experience. Like, I just felt like I was part of the game the whole time, experiencing everything. Um, but it's also hard to choose, like, uh, there's so many good Zelda games, like Wind Waker and Twilight Princess are also really good. <laughs> really good. Uh, Majora's Mask uh, I, is like the only Zelda game 
that I have played but haven't finished because it's so freaking hard. So I got up to the clock tower. You know what I love in Ocarina too is uh, stabbing chickens with your sword. Yeah, and then they get angry and fight you. (laughs) And you think you can outrun them like you'll run into a hut and you come back up and they'll say, and come and get you again. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, Adam, what's your number one? So here's a complicated mess of shit right now. Uh, Okay, so I think that in terms of best overall game ever, I say Super Mario Brothers. Good man. I think in terms of overall best game I've ever played, I would probably say Mario 64. I can't wow. that one. But, if I were to go further and say that you know, you need a game for every system, mm-hmm. I'd say Super Mario Brothers for Nintendo. I'd say Sonic the Hedgehog for Sega. Mario 64. Castlevania. Symphony of the Night. You know, uh, in terms of what we haven't talked about, you know, I'd say Metal Gear. And, uh, I'd see... What would I choose for GameCube? You know, I, I wouldn't. I'm not gonna go past that. But Super Mario Brothers defined how video games are played. Agreed. I, I don't think that there came a point where it was argued against. That is that was the standard. That is the standard. You know, to this day, 3D experience. I think that Mario 64 is the standard for 3D gaming. It is. You the the analog <clears throat> controller. Analog. Like every game you played before that was clumsy. Clumsy. Until Mario 64 came along. They they didn't really master. There really wasn't, you know, Load Runner was the first real good 3D game, and that game sucks. Mm. I think, and then Sonic, I think in terms of the way things can be polished and sped up, and I still think Sega does a really good job of this today, how a game can be designed to attribute speed to the game. So... I think if I had to pick one, I couldn't. But one would be Super Mario Brothers. That would probably be just what I'd settle upon. But those three kind of like helped shape how games are made these days. Yeah, I love your inclusion of Symphony of the Night. Like, oh, Symphony of the Night's the bomb, dude. That's one of the best it, games. It owes a lot to uh, Super Metroid and its design. And I see, and I almost put that in there because that game's yeah, amazing. Yeah, but in Metroid, that's weird. But th- that game is so cool. It is such a cool game. It's beautifully drawn, beautifully animated, and. That's a great game. I mean, the Metroid games for Game Boy Advance, mm-hmm. all there's three of them. They're every single one of them is amazing. And then they come to GameCube and it changes to first person. You're like, nah, I don't know. And then yeah, you play it, and you're like, like holy shit, this game's game amazing. You know. Then you, you play one, two, and then the third one is phenomenal. Castlevania 64. That's not a good. No, game. no, I'm talking about He's Metroid. He's talking about yeah. Metroid, and which is amazing with the Wii controls. Yeah, wanna, so much more fun. Want to um, finish those? Yeah, they're fun. But uh, I'd like to stay and talk about like other honorable mentions because yeah. there's so many other great games oh. to talk about. But um, I have to go to Kung you have to Kung Fu, Fu so yeah. maybe we should save this for another episode. Absolutely. And I guess signing off, I'm Brad. Ryan, I'm Cheese Puff Magoo, and he's delicious. Except when you get the powder of cheese on your fingers. Oh, my name is Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks yeah. for listening. Yeah. Fun. Love Peace. video games. Get play. out and play games. Twiddle your thumbs. <laughs> Go outside, play. <laughs>